we know that Build is definitely in the building. Make some noise, Build. Build solve real problems. Build solve real problems. Build future. It just makes me feel at home. I feel loved when I come to Build. Like I'm protected. I'm guarded. This is Charles Peanut Tillman. This is Commissioner Boykin. Hi, I'm Sam Macho. I'm George McCaskey. This is U.S. Senator Dick Durbin, and you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. You are listening to Build Radio. Build Radio. Build Radio. Build Radio. Build Radio. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to Build Radio. On this month's episode, we'll check in with our Austin Has the Mike Youth Media Crew. We'll hear from local leaders on Austin initiatives. And in honor of our growing season just about to start, we'll take a dive into the Build Radio archives to learn a little bit more about Build's Iris Garden from youth staff member Cortez Dean. So make sure to stay tuned for that. And now, without further ado, let's jump in with our Austin Has the Mic podcast crew as they tell us a little bit more about their coverage of the My Shy My Future and Project Exploration Day of Service event. Tamia, Zylet, Tobias, we thank you for taking the time for us today. Yeah, of course. <laughs> all right, all right. So people have been pretty stoked by the day of service video that we got from last week. That was a My Shine, My Future and Project Exploration combined spearheaded event, plus a bunch of other community partners. And some of you guys were you know, interviewing, some of you guys were behind the mic, um, behind the camera. Um, and it was just an overall really inspiring day just hearing about all this new great stuff that's going on. So let's uh, go around and maybe you guys tell us your, your thoughts on how the event went. Uh, yeah, I'll start. Yeah, so for me, I was one of the people mainly behind the mic, behind the camera. That's where I like to be. Um, but overall, the event was really, really fun. It was really insightful to see all that was happening in Austin. Uh, so, of course, the fun part was getting on a trolley. That was really nice to have that atmosphere. Um, and going to all the different locations and just having having a, a real surreal moment of being able to have the power to take part in something that was bigger than ourselves, I feel. So for me, it was really hard to conceptualize beforehand what was actually happening in our neighborhood. You know, like they would talk about things like, oh, we're opening a garden over here. We're doing things for the youth over here, but not really being able to have the time to be involved. So I think taking this opportunity to um, produce something that would promote and be like, hey, Austin really is doing a lot of cool stuff. I feel like that was a really um, great stepping stone for me in my place with Austin. Cool. Thank you, Zala. Yeah, I think it was a dope experience. It was it was nice to interview people. You know, I interviewed um, like rectional leaders from park districts. I interviewed a sergeant, um, a per- mm-hmm. like he another person. They was actually like in charge of like one of the departments in the police department. Like they was in charge of like a whole section. It was nice to hear like how they felt about community. And you know, like they was black too. Like I mm-hmm. like interviewing black people and seeing on like what they how they feel about the you know the community of what's going on and. The way they respond of how they like they wanted to see change of what's going on, and they think that is is helping the community, and I think so too. Mm-hmm. You were asking some real questions too, which was really awesome. Like you weren't like pulling back. You're like, you yeah. know, you know, there's the disconnect between the black community and the police. Like, you're tell us about it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not straight away. That was super cool to see. I can definitely agree. It was very interesting being able to interview a bunch of people. It was my first time doing like like a live interview, mm-hmm. and. Not gonna lie, I was kind of uh, scared that I had to interview the first like my first interview was the, the first lady. I was like. Oh. <laughs> But it was really cool. It was like it was actually very. Uh, it was personal, but it was low key. So it was very calm mm-hmm. getting the interview, talking about the great plans coming up for Austin and for Chicago as a whole to uplift the community, get back to the sense of everyone is together, sort of push away from COVID not too fast, but to let everyone know that we're slowly getting back to normal. We're getting more opportunities for our youth and ways to make our community more involved in ways that you haven't seen like even before COVID. 
We know that it's been very tough on people. It's getting, it was very hard for people to communicate with each other. But it's glad to see more opportunities like that with around mm-hmm. us. Cool. Yeah, that was that was dope. Right off the bat, first interview, first lady of Chicago. Yeah. I'm sure that was nerve wracking, but you did a great job. I mean, both of you guys like that off off the top improv improvisatory capability that you kind of need to be in that is, is was really cool to see. And for you guys, pretty much first run, it was it was dope. It was incredible. Um, as far as like all the stops, we we were by like a bunch of places. What did, did you guys have like a favorite stop that we were at, or maybe like a favorite interview? Mm. Well, you know what? Actually, it was um, it was like it was places that we stopped at that I never even heard of, especially mm-hmm. like the garden that was on Madison, um, dealing with the m- memorial and the veterans and yeah. stuff and things. I think it was like very cool that they be, like they made a garden, you know, specifically for veterans, and it's in the Austin community. I think that was dope, and they like raised the flag and things, and we said the um, pledge. I think that was that was pretty. It was dope. I like that sitting there, just like even though I didn't interview no one personally at that um, stop, it was still like nice to hear like what they had to say about like what they're doing. And then they told us like about a new museum that's going on, you know, specifically mm-hmm. for Black people. Mm-hmm. It was it was nice. Nice. Yeah, I think that was also a really nice um, thing to see. But for me, I think the Austin Town Hall just sticks out for me, just because uh, the event they had going on was for the children in order to get a little more active. So they were outside. Um, and playing a, a game that involved like running to um, hide items and catch them from mm-hmm. the other team. <laughs> and for me, I just think it's important to have our children in our neighborhood feel a sense of freedom and safety. So for me, that image is very strong for me because I have two baby sisters and sure. I was worried about them and like what their future is going to look like if they were to stay here and like um, raise, um, grow up here in Austin. So um, seeing that and seeing the programs they're trying to get installed with like theater inside Austin Town Hall with the spaces they're utilizing. That was very important to me. It just made me happy to see. Awesome, sure. So, are you? Do you wanna? Do you have an answer? I was gonna say I can definitely agree with Zali. Just notice, just seeing that we were at Austin Town Hall. Like that was basically my neighborhood. That's where I grew up a lot and went around mm-hmm. a lot. So to know that that place is getting the attention that it needs from higher ups in our higher ups in our like uh, area is very, very uplifting to see. Cool. So do you guys envision yourselves doing more kind of coverage like that? I know you're gonna have some like you know Zoom interviews in person and studio interviews. Do you you know think about that? going out in the community sort of things like do you guys see yourself doing more of that i definitely hope that we have more opportunities to do that like get more coverage on new businesses mm-hmm. new programs for the youth uh new activities involving again like getting the community together and getting people to come outside more but also maintaining COVID protocols but having a good time i hope to see more of that and for sure to cover it. especially as hopefully the light at the end of the COVID tunnel starts getting closer <laughs> to us and we can actually be out with people a little bit more yeah. um very cool wonderful so Everyone, thanks so much. Uh, Stick around as we tune into some of the Austin as the Mike Media Crew's great coverage from this community event. We thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we will be sure to check back in with our Austin has the Mike Media Crew at the end of the episode for a special announcement. We hope you enjoyed this collection of youth-led interview snippets featuring Chicago's First Lady Amy Eshelman, Austin youth resident Alyssa, employees from Austin Town Hall, Austin veterans, 29th Ward Alderman Chris Taliaferro, Deborah Williams, Engagement Specialist for Habilitative Systems, Charles Tabb, COO of Invisible Book Bag, Sharif Walker, CEO of Bethel New Life, Derek Faulkner, Area Manager of Chicago Park District, William Townsell, CPD's Civilian Assistant Director of Community Policing, Kiara Hardin, Program Associate at Chicago Learning Exchange, and Natasha Smith-Walker, Executive Director of Project Exploration. We'll be right back after this segment.
Hello everyone, my name is Tobias Bell. I am Austin Has the Mic, and today I am here with the First Lady. Hi, Tobias, I'm Amy Eshelman, and I have the honor of being the First Lady of the City of Chicago. We're so happy to have you here today. So, real quick, I want to ask you, what brought you out here today? Well, I am, along with my wife, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor, have been really involved in creating this program called My Shine, My Future. So glad to hear it. Hope to see such, I hope to see a lot of great stuff out of this. But uh, could you go into a bit more detail about, like, the future ideas behind My Shine, My Future, like what's the end goal? Yeah, so we're working right now across the city um, to build um, more visible opportunities. Like we're working on, on an app that you'll be able to pull up on your phone. Oh, wow. Um, here's where I can do um, sports. Here's where I can do tech. Here's where I can um, uh, learn how to be a DJ. Um, and we want to make those opportunities available and visible for young people. And then we're also going really deep in four communities, Austin, Garfield Park, Back of the Yards, and Roseland. And we're creating a network of out-of-school time providers. So people who, organizations, museums, theaters, um, the local church, um, who, all folks who work with young people and we're trying to build a network so that every single young person, for example, in Austin has access to something to do when they're not in school and they know where to find it. So it's going to take some time. Um, you know, COVID has kind of made things a little more complicated. We'd have to do things virtually. But, um, you know, we're really excited about the long-term vision of really listening to young people understanding what you need and what you want to do and making that possible. This has been Tobias with Austin Has a Mic with Amy Eshleman. call me Amy. <laughs> Miss Amy. Thank you so much though. So hey guys, it's your girl Tamir with Austin Has The Mic Media Crew and today I'm with Alyssa. Hey Alyssa, so basically I'm just going to ask you a few questions today about the events that's going on in the community. Okay. So my first question for you is how did you hear about this event today? Um, well, my grandmother is a big part of the community. Her name is Miss Dolly. But she, um, she's a part, of, a part of Austin Coming Together and, I'm, and I also do a lot of programs with them too as well. Okay, so do you feel that the events that's been, part, uh, that's been happening has like um, bring up a change about Austin, do you think it's helping our community? I think it's extremely helping our community because I, I really hate how like the news and media make Chicago look like such a bad place, but I feel like that they, they miss this type of stuff, and, you know, that, the stuff that we, when we do come together as a unit in the right. community. So Thank could you, you tell us what's going on right now yeah, in the sure. tower? Yeah, sure. So today uh, starts our spring break week. Mm -hmm. uh, we have um, teens and youth in the building that will be participating in some activities. So scavenger hunt. Hey guys, it's your girl Tamir with the Austin Has a Mic Media Crew and today I'm with Otis today. He's the staff of Austin Town Hall and today I'm just going to ask you a few questions about, you know, the community and how you feel about the events going on. Throughout like this time that you've been dealing with kids, have you been seeing a change in like the generations? Do you feel like it's helping the kids? It's very important, health-wise, mentally. Um, it, it keeps them off the streets. That's my main focus. I just don't, when I teach sports, I just don't teach the fundamentals is I teach them how to be young men and women as well. Mm -hmm. It's very important. Yeah. I, I teach this important. 
Okay, so I know that you're very strong about teens and you care about, you know, bringing teens off the streets and letting them have like a safe place to be in and stuff. So like, what, what would you like to see change in Austin? Like, do you want to see more of that? Of course, of course, the more the better. Um, I, I want the community to get more involved. You know, you got people that live around here that don't even know, or, you know, just be a little part of the open, open mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel it. So I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome uh, to the 29th Ward Veterans Peace Garden. This garden right here, our alderman right there, Chris Telefero, was very instrumental in getting this garden over here. This garden is just not for the veterans, it's for the community. It's like a safe haven. To our veterans, I want to thank you. But I want to thank you guys for coming up because we cannot do anything without building a future for our city. And that includes making sure that our young men and our young women, our young boys and girls are involved in every single aspect of planning to build a great city. So thank you for coming out and seeing what a tremendous job a community and a neighborhood can do when they stand together. What program do we have going on right now? You are in the back of Enola Dew Senior Building. We are a part of Habilitative Systems, Inc. and we are planning a garden for the seniors today. Very nice, very nice. How long has this program, you know, been going on? How long have y'all been helping out the elders and then introducing the youth? So Habilitative Systems has been around almost 40 years, 40-some years. So we've been here, we've been right here in the community on the west side of Chicago. So what is the main change that you would like to see happening in our community? Um, us coming together, us, you know, taking up for each other, us believing in each other, us promoting our own businesses so our money can stay in our own communities. So do you feel that these events are like helping make bringing that possible? I think that this is a start because once our young our youth see and see other youth putting being invested in their communities, you know, I expect that it'll be a trickle down effect to other households and other children and other grandparents will say, Hey, I want my kid to be a part of that and it's just a trickle down effect. Right. Okay. You know, see one, teach one. Could you tell us a little bit about Bethel New Life? Sure, uh, Bethel New Life is a community-based organization in Austin, but also serves West Garfield Park. And we've been doing work in these areas for uh, about 41 years now. Uh, we do a multitude of programs from uh, senior uh, facilities where we have uh, seniors in our independent living facility and our supported living facility on this campus and also over on Washington Avenue. Um, we also have um, a stage and auditorium where we do performances and we rent out space to the community. But the main thing we do here, we're a health and wellness campus. So we're trying our best to do everything we can to help uh, raise the, the community's health and wellness in this area to give them the best quality of life. So glad to hear that we have a lot of opportunities in our community. Thank you for all the information you've given us today, though. No problem. Thank you. So could you explain, could you explain like, the event that's going on today, like, short summary, like, how you've been going after it? Uh, short summary, um, it's focused on teenagers giving back to the community during spring break. So uh, we had a different activities at parks, at community centers, at churches to lead up to this event here in the following will culminate an event where everybody just come and hang out and gratitude for their day of doing service. All right, so can you just tell me a little bit about your occupation today and just like what is your um, position in this event today? I'm a civilian with the Chicago Police Department's Office of Community Policing. Uh, this event is uh, an alternative spring break to give the kids a place to go uh, play, uh, get some information about Divi bikes, uh, get a free lunch, play some uh, things in the park district. So we understand because of COVID, people can't really travel, and so we brought the spring break to them. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, that's, I like that. That's very much nice. So, 
Do you like? Would you like to see like more events like this happening? In we the actually, city? we actually have a ton of them. Last year, right when COVID hit, we, uh, this is part of an initiative from the mayor's office called Rolling Record on Block, where we essentially bring a block party to a block. Uh, we cordon off the streets and then bring uh, the people from the park district, the library, the police department, maybe the fire department to bring resources to a particular block. Mm -hmm. And so we rotated. Uh, we may do like four a week uh, across the city. Chicago Learning Exchange. Could you tell me something about that? I don't, I don't know much about it. Yeah, for sure. So the Chicago Learning Exchange is a nonprofit organization. We started off at being the Chicago Community Hive um, from the Chicago Community Trust. Um, but now we are focusing on doing different things. And one of the reasons I'm here today is to talk about Remake Learning Days. Uh, could you get into Remake Learning Days? Yes, for sure. So Remake Learning Days Shy is an annual festival. The first one we had was in 2019. Um, this one is going to be from May 13th to 16th um, of this year. And we're really just trying to promote and highlight all of the community organizations, community activities that are going on in all of the different neighborhoods throughout the city of Chicago. Uh, and the hope and the goal is to get people to come out so that they can understand that they don't have to leave their neighborhood to do fun things. So moving forward, what are the plans for uh, My Shy, My Future and Project Inspiration? Yeah, sure. So there's a couple things. So first and foremost, the one that I'm most excited about is that we're going to start developing an Austin Youth Congress. The Youth Congress is going to be comprised of all young people from the variety of different youth councils. So instead of starting a new one, we want to say no. We want kids from all the other youth councils to come and be part of the Youth Congress and to bring their voice from their youth council to the Youth Congress. So that's really exciting. The other things that we're working on is mental health has really been an important issue that we've had to tackle. And so we've got another group that's really focused on how do we help support the mental health issues that have gone on from COVID and just from all the you know, generations of racial inequity that we've experienced. And third and most importantly, we're also working on developing a community hub. We wanna be able to make sure that kids and families know different places throughout the community that they can go there and say, hey, I need help with housing. I need help with, I'm homeless. I need help with whatever it is. How do we make sure that those resources are available to young people? It's definitely a lot of stuff bringing Austin back together, bringing Austin to a greater, I feel like a greater sense of unity, a greater sense of a village, yes. a community that you definitely have not seen in a long time. Yes. Glad to hear it and I hope to see a lot of it achieve fruition. Thank you everyone for being with us so far. We are back with Austin Has the Mic Media crew, and they're going to tell us a little bit about this wonderful launch that they've got coming up for their podcast. We're really excited to hear what they've got, and there's, there's been a bunch of great social media posts and a bunch of great promo for it, um, but we want to hear straight from them. So guys, tell us a little bit about what people can expect from your podcast, whoever wants to start. Yeah, so I think like our main goal is basically to bring awareness of the unknown in our community, in the Austin community, basically letting the residents tell their stories because there's a lot of things that Austin is looked at and, you know, it's not always like that. You know, we view it as dangerous and, oh, it's a lot of going on, shooting and gang banging, but really it's not always about that. Like I said, we visited gardens, we have park districts, safe havens. It's a lot of things in the community that we need to broadcast and, you know, we need to show the public, like, what's going on in here. So I think, like, our main goal is basically just to show we, we not like that. It's, it's more to us than just, you know, all that violence and going on. And I think with the podcast, I really hope that 
like we achieved that because like we we got some things going on like we talk about like we sharing opinions and we actually like you know researching things and bringing facts and you know we not just talking about nothing you know that people wouldn't care about you know we want people to actually listen to us and you know actually want to be like you know what like change their opinion on us and stuff Mm -hmm. and things like that for sure yeah, I agree with Tamia. <laughs> um, that definitely is one of our big missions is to give our voice back to Austin. That's the whole point of us having the mic uh, compared to having uh, big news sources speak for us. But uh, also with that, I think this is a personal and communal journey, I feel. I'm learning a lot more about my co-host and about just um, humanity in general, I feel. It's a really nice experience to know we all lived in vicinity to each other and have entirely different experiences. Mm -hmm. So I think it shows that there's not just one monolith for everyone living here. It really is uh, your household, but also your, your own thoughts. We all have our own different beliefs, but we're coming together to put them here and to show that that's just how humanity works we come together to a space to share ideas and make a synthetic version of our of, of a future that we want to share sure even beyond that we just want to show that as youth as the next generation that is going to have to take care of this neighborhood and chicago in general we know what's going on and we want to prove to everyone else that we understand the hardships that have big that have come with growing up in this neighborhood but we also want enough people to know that we grew up here and it's been a great place. It's been a safe haven for us. It's been a positive area with lots of influence over who we are as individuals. And this podcast is, again, supposed to show everything that we've done within this neighborhood and hope to push that out beyond just our neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, it's an incredible mission and you guys are really wonderful spokespeople, I would say, to kind of like be like you guys are the youth, the up and comers, and like you're all well-spoken, charismatic, passionate. So (laughs) definitely just excited to see how that's that's gonna play out. what was it like? Because we started this virtual and we've been virtual for a minute. What was the transition like with kind of working together in the virtual space to coming into this like in-person studio space? Awkward. Was it? Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like getting the chemistry right. What was that like, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think personally, like since we started off virtually, because overall it's been a whole learning experience. You learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. And even like even though we was virtual due to COVID, you know, protocols and things like that, I don't think like that limited me to like how to how I interact with people because regardless, my personality has always been the same. And I think I connect people. I connect with people like like very fast. <laughs> so um, I just think like actually being in person, you know, getting the like even though you know we still following the protocols, but we you know being in the actual studio and getting the recording and stuff. I think that's way more better because you get you learning more about like the people you're around and your co-hosts and you getting like a like a actual insight, like an in-person insight rather than just being virtual, you know, because on virtual, you're just looking at a face and, you know, you could just see somebody's whole body in person. You're like, whoa, I didn't even know, like, you were like this. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, like, you can definitely, you learn so much more in person. Sure. Anyone have, it is definitely yeah. unexpected and also, like, it was just weird to be able to just move from, oh, we're just doing these little solo podcasts where you guys mm-hmm. make these individual little snippets about yourself or about a certain topic and... Now it's like, we're making a podcast about Austin. We plan to make this into our radio radio station. We want to get the mayor involved. We want to get people from all around Chicago involved. But before that, we want to get the whole neighborhood. It's like so much going on that mm-hmm. we wouldn't have expected. Like, if you had told me this from day one, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until, we, until we had stepped in here, I was like, Man, it's just a, it's just me getting paid. It's just me doing something on the side. And I was like, podcasting is kind of cool. Like, I didn't expect to learn as much about podcasting and actually love to do it. It's very great to see. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about like so the launch process. We're really hyping this up. Um, you guys have been really diving into social media. What's that process been like? So it has been a little bit difficult. 
<laughs> it's been a bit difficult mainly because we're new to finding a way to boost po- uh, boost a message within podcasting. So like getting the podcast out there on several different platforms of social media, and we're not all like we're not all like very known into like getting tons of followers by the beginning by by the pod episode, if not like well into the podcast itself. But it's a mission that we're willing to take. Like it's, it's definitely an initiative that we're gonna understand by the pilot episode, if not before. And we hope to have most, if not all, of Austin involved in this and a lot of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, like Tobias said, it's definitely a struggle because it's like, it's a struggle, but we're most, of, we, we, try, we try to boost our page by like interacting, you know, find ways to interact with people. You know, we've been participating in like national holidays, you know, recording ourselves, you know, just being us, you know, showing our personalities, mm-hmm. letting people know who we are first and then, you know, just just basically trying, we trying to promote ourselves and get people aware of what we're trying to do. And I think it's kind of hard because, like, I'm like me personally, I'm not used to networking and you know trying to broadcast and promote things. So, and also used because you know my personal page, you know, I have like a lot of friends and I have like four thousand followers on Facebook, but that took a while. Like, it took like seven years to right. get to that point. <laughs> and now I'm here. We trying to get this, and within a month, we trying to get people, you know, like like watch us. We coming out and. It, it, it's kind of hard, but, you know, I'm, I'm for whatever. I'm ready to, you know, I'm down for all the obstacles. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's going to be fun. I can't wait for the outcome. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, just being a part of building something from the ground up and just, you know, when the content's there and the mission's there, the passion's there, the energy's there. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're stoked for you guys. Everyone make sure to follow Austin as Mike at Austin as Mike, Instagram, Facebook. Any other channels or is that where we're at for now? That's about it. it. (laughs) So, yeah, stay tuned for that, and we can't wait for the drop. Thanks so much for taking some time for us today and telling us about what's what's all going on. So we appreciate you. Thank you. And that was Tamia, Zylet, and Tobias from our Austin Has the Mic Youth Media Program. Austin Has the Mic is a partnership between Westside Health Authority and Build Chicago with the goal of bridging the gap between residents' lived experiences and how they're reflected by larger media outlets. So make sure to stay tuned for more great stuff from this youth media crew. Now, before we go, in honor of our iris growing season kicking off soon, we dug into our Build Radio archives for this conversation with youth staff member Cortez Dean as he tells us more about Build's amazing urban farm and what its evolution has looked like over the years, plus some of the programming that it's inspired. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Build Radio, and this is a special uh, episode featuring the expert, one of the originators from the Iris Garden and project and overall initiative, Cortez Dean. Welcome to the studio, my friend. Night, thank you to have me. <laughs> Cortez, so you've been involved with this since, since the early days, right? Yeah, I've actually been the ones who've been helping Pete out since the early days. We just had like a... Before it got that big, we only had like four or five people, which was like me, a couple of friends, my homie Ethan. Shout out to Ethan, by the way. Mm-hmm. And how just, did you how did you start with it? How did I all start with it? I really that's something. Once again, that's just something that just happened. Like they just came up to me and went like, "Hey, Cortez, you want to help out with a garden?" I was like, "A garden?" They was like, "Yeah, we." Want you to be there since you be with Bill for a while, and I was like, okay, sure, cool. I like to be helpful. So, how did you learn about how to do all the stuff? Thanks to the man Pete. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the man Pete, which he was a big hand out of all of this. Thanks to him. 
everything he showed me just kind of stuck with me throughout the whole time of build before the even summer program started. We was out there cracking up. We was out there overtiming and everything. He taught me every single thing I know. Cool. What is like something that you're the most proud of, you would say, that you've done? Everything. Everything. The whole garden. Okay. What's something like unique then? Maybe that someone would be like, wait, what? They're doing that down at Bill? I guess it would be the peace garden next mm-hmm. to the garden. Because cool. the time we also spent in the garden, we also spent a lit time in the peace garden. We try to cut it back so we can have that lit time to trim the peace garden, make it look good, make it look excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so very nice, very nice. Tell us a little bit about what the summer program has been like, because it's been a little different than during the year. The summer program has honestly been an opportunity for everybody. We actually been to like places like, we actually been to places like um, another garden on the south side. I forget mm-hmm. the name of it, but this place, they had took every single thing, like every single thing that was from Cycle, bought the whole block, took every single thing from recycling and turned it into something new. They even mm-hmm. made a wooden American flag and mm-hmm. made these little houses, a big glass house. That's something I also want to see for our garden one day. And another place we've been, another garden we've been, they had a whole they had a whole butterfly house. Really? And that was really beautiful, yeah. Hmm. I've never seen that many colors on an insect. That's why I was like, wow, this is like something from Harry Potter or something. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like you guys have gone on a bunch of different field trips, had a bunch of different people come in and speak and do presentations. Um, That's the best part. We get to meet new people about mm -hmm. like every single day. I never Mm -hmm. understand like how all this stuff went. Like gardens, I would be like, oh, plant a seed. Watch it grow. That's it. Mm-hmm. No, it is so much more, so much work that, that had to be done, so much planning and all that. That's why I'd be so happy when new people come and show us how to do it. Mm-hmm. And they, one of them people actually had convinced me that maybe we don't always need meat to um live. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I couldn't give up on bacon, though. So <laughs> I just said I'd be a little vegetarian. Plus bacon. Yeah, plus bacon. <laughs> I, I'll stop eating almost every pork. Sausages, I can stop eating. Burgers, I will stop eating from fast food restaurants and all that. But that bacon, nah, I got work on you're that. Only, you're only human. Exactly. So after this whole very enriching summer summer experience, what do you think, uh, more than anything, you'll, you'll take with you moving forward? Like either something that you learned or like a skill that you developed or um, just like a different way to think about something? Or... See, that's the thing. Everything... It's almost everything because what we have now in our communities is called food deserts mm-hmm. where we're not um, assessed to get like some of the best foods mm-hmm. like like this. You can go around a corner and pick up a bag of chips like that. Right. But you have to go like to almost off your block to go to Walmart just to yeah, pick up fruit. Fresh produce. Yeah, just yeah. to get the fresh stuff. So I'm happy that we actually bring something like mm-hmm. this, a community garden to our Austin, Michelle Clark community. Yeah. However you want to see it, it's just a community garden for anybody from any block to come. I was going to ask you lastly what what's so important about this work, but I think you just answered it. Yeah, everything is important mm-hmm. about this work. I Our just Cortez, like to do it. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, any uh, final thoughts? Um, stay bright. <laughs> keep your hopes up, for everybody that's listening to this, and and always keep growing. Yeah. And eat bacon. <laughs> Alrighty, thank you, sir.
And that is our show this month. To everyone still with us, we thank you for listening and for supporting Build. It takes a village to transform lives, and we are deeply grateful to you for being a part of ours. For over half a century, we've been bringing hope and opportunity to the leaders of tomorrow, giving them the tools to believe in themselves and their own potential. Follow us on social media at Build Chicago, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or Instagram to keep up with the impact that your support helps to make. If you want to take your support to the next level, make a donation. You can do so on our website. Any amount supports our young people as they work to build positive futures. Make sure to mark your calendars for this year's gala, taking place over live stream May 19th. In addition, you can register for one of our awesome pre-gala events. You can meet the build chickens, plant flowers in our peace garden, work in groups on a piece of collaborative art, or experience virtually being in circle, a tool for restorative justice and community healing. Keep your eyes on our social media for those registration links. For Build Radio, I've been Benji Wax, and I thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for next month's episode. Keep your spirits up and do some good out there. We'll catch you next time. If we really want to end the violence in Chicago, we need to go beyond put the guns down. We need to change the story about what it means to grow up black or brown in Chicago. We need to make the potential of the young people the focus, not just our problems. We need to transform lives to create hope and build futures. We can't do it alone. Invest in our potential. Chicago young people are worth it. Build hope, build lives, and build futures. Woo!